0: Welcome to the Destiny Awakening Interviews, a podcast with Andrew Wayfinder and his guests, bringing you powerful insights, inspiration, and ways to break free, live life your way, and make a difference in our changing and challenging world. So hello, everyone, and a very warm welcome to another edition of the Destiny Awakening Interviews. I'm Andrew Wayfinder-Runyevich, and I'm joined today by Florian Brody, executive coach, mentor, and business strategist, TEDx speaker and poetry lover. A very warm welcome to you, Florian. And where are you hanging out today?
1: Uh, Hello, Andrew. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Uh, I'm based in the Silicon Valley in the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, just a few miles away from Stanford University.
0: Okay, great. Well, let's, let's dive into your work. So Florian is a certified transformational life and leadership coach. Originally from Vienna, Austria, Florian has lived and worked in Silicon Valley for more than 20 years, where he's co-founded five startups. His broad international background includes fashion photography, film archives, software engineering, marketing, academia, and 30 plus years of Zen practice, which allows him to work with his coaching clients in a uniquely compassionate and multidisciplinary way. Florian has given multiple TED and TEDx talks and has taught multimedia studies and digital business management and universities in Europe and the U.S. since 1988. So thank you, Florian, for your time today. And the title we're working with is, Are You Ready to Ask What's Next for Me? And Florian is going to unpack that idea for us by answering six questions. Sure. So the first question, Florian, is who is your ideal client? And what's the transformation you help them achieve?
1: Yeah, thanks for that question. Uh, I think it's very important to understand when you work with people, what's your client? Who's your client? My clients are executives and professionals ready to take the next step. And those are almost always people who are already successful in their field on an outside perspective. So they may have uh, studied uh, in the area of technology or business and they got into the work process and then they had to earn money, whether it's for a house, family, uh, whatever their
2: personal needs are. And then it comes to a point where they say competitor or reach for the next level or maybe something entirely different. Very often those are people where the kids
1: are uh, grown up which means there's a new phase of life. And they suddenly realize that this question, what's next for me, always goes hand in
2: hand with the question, why am I doing all this? Mm -hmm. And uh, people come to me to work, not so much
1: with me, but work with themselves. And I support them in that transitional process Mm -hmm. to realize what can be next.
0: Mm -hmm. okay and what's what's the nature of the of the transformation of the change that you see them accomplishing
1: um we all we all have a personal narrative a story how the world shows up for us and there may be something that's getting in the way from our path and to understand that and to be able to create a more dynamic more expanded narrative that allows you to Actually, go for what you really want to do, and to build this transition is a very clear process. Okay. And that's one of the beautiful things of of coaching that you work on a very on a well-defined goal in a well-defined time frame. okay, and it's over and over and over again it's uh, I um, interview people, I speak with them, I do an extensive intake, and uh, then I develop a plan and then I come back and say, what do you think? Do you see yourself like that? Are you, are you the, the, uh, the hare in the race, running back and forth, back and forth, never knowing where you are? Oh, yes, absolutely.
2: OK. And, uh, and so then... how,
1: how would it be if you would be the uh, caretaker of the garden
2: and step above, and then you can see the maze,
0: Okay, so I think that that ties in with question number two. So so what's the biggest challenge they're facing when they come to see you?
2: Um, I think their biggest challenge is uh, very often they try to be somebody else. And they're stuck. Why are they stuck? They're stuck because they're not fully present. And they're not really authentic in their being. And that requires to accept, and I don't talk about accepting
1: your flaws. This comes all the time. But really accept who you are and understand how the world shows up for you. And that allows you to be more authentic and more more present. And uh, when I say take the next step, that doesn't mean that
2: you have to change job. Very often it can mean that you stay in your job, but you fully accept it. I had a
1: very senior uh, communications executive whose dream, whose idea was he's gonna open a surf shop because all he wanted to do is get away. After nine nine months, he landed
2: an executive vice president position in a PR agency and he loves it. He still goes surfing, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's it's, this openness, it's this presence. Mm-hmm. we often miss
0: so question number three then is and I think I think this will connect is what's the number one insight you would share with people to help them right now
2: um, right now it may sound silly but don't forget to breathe take a moment right now in our podcast and
1: consciously breathe in feel the air coming in
2: let the air go out and then cherish this one moment of emptiness and give
1: it two seconds before you breathe in again and realize how much
2: breathing in is life and it's amazing how uh, we forget to breathe and the power it gives us in a difficult
1: situation or in a Wonderful, absolutely not difficult situation. Just to stop for a moment and breathe. And there are many, many breathing technologies which you can uh, practice. uh, Oh, you just stop and
2: and breathe for a moment. Totally normal.
1: And be aware that you are alive. Because being alive is so obvious, but it's actually the, the chance that you're being alive is very small there are all these interesting mathematical models, you know, that the chance of uh, a life is one to 47 trillion, but that doesn't help us with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, but- it's like, uh, you know, my dad turned 90 last week and, and, you know, when he, when he's sometimes complains about this, that, or the other, I say, remember dad, by the time most people your age, they're dead.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, we have to be aware that we all going to die.
0: Yeah, well, Dying is not something. Yeah. That, that, that's a given but um often when people ask me how am i doing i said well you know i woke up this morning and not everybody does
1: uh, yes just being alive is a lot
0: yeah no it's great
1: this is it is wonderful and, and uh, i'm happy to be here with you today
0: even amidst the madness and the chaos <laughs> okay great so question number four uh, what concept, book, program, talk, or experience has had the greatest impact in your development?
2: Development? Um, well, there are multiple things. There are two books I always carry with me even the day of
1: electronic books. One is uh, this novel by the American uh, author Paul Bowles, Sheltering Sky, that was made into a movie, but I really like the book. It's about... Uh, a couple that travels through Morocco and ultimately gets lost in the desert. It's close to my heart because it's the first book that I turned into an electronic book. So it really started my career in that field. And the other one is The Art of Memory, which is a theoretically nonfiction book by a researcher called Francis Yates. And it's about uh, memory palaces and uh, artificial memory. And it covers the last, I don't know, 4,000 years. And there are so many insights that are also helpful when we work with digital media today. But then, of course, there are the children's books that I read to my daughter. I'm a single dad. So they were very influential to me. And uh, for practice, I think my Zen meditation practice over the last 30 years really helped me. I've done so many different things to tie them together and to be of service as a coach. Mm -hmm. I think that's very important for me.
0: Okay, great. So that ties into question number five. What's a free resource you'd like to share with the audience to help them?
2: Uh, I think the free resource that I can offer can be of service. And uh, on my
1: website, uh, I have uh, brody.org slash next. I'm
2: offering a free uh, coaching session to uh, everybody who listens to our podcast. And in
1: addition, I will make available a questionnaire that is not so much one of those questionnaires that you get at your eye doctor. It's more a questionnaire that has questions that you answer for yourself. And that allow you to think a little bit uh, where you yourself stand. And maybe it allows you to open up to the idea of coaching. Because, and you work in in an adjacent field, Uh, coaching has this very strange uh, quality, that when it's offered to a CEO of a company, it's a perk. Anybody below, it's the sort of thing that the human resource department does to you before they fire you. So the, it's the last red flag. But when you're the CEO,
2: it's a perk.
0: That's really, that. that's a very very strange dichotomy.
2: Yeah. So, uh, I'm happy to offer a, a free coaching
1: session. Uh, and this is, real, this is not like a, a sales program. Now, this is because I believe, yes, it takes longer than one session to really work, but you get an understanding what coaching is. And no matter how you decide, you learn something about yourself.
0: Okay, great. And I think that ties in perfectly with the last question is, what should I have asked you that I didn't? And I think you wanted to talk about why you do what you do.
2: I'd be
1: happy to talk uh, a little bit about that if that helps, because I think it puts into position uh, what I do and why I do it. Yeah. I was always interested in a wide range of things. I was always, I always considered myself as somebody who uh, put things together that nobody else would put together and take things apart that everybody believes they belong together. So I always put different things together. And when I had a chance to put together my interest in media with my interest in computers, when digital media started to appear in the mid-1980s, for those of us around around long enough, remember CD-ROM, which
2: I remember when it started. I remember when it died. So it's very strange. But... uh,
1: working with so many different fields, teaching at universities. I've always cared for people. Working in Europe, i worked for many years in the National Library in software engineering, and then coming to America, and again, seeing a different culture, really gave me the the breadth and the the depth to work with people who are ready to take the next step. And so when uh, the opportunity uh, arose that I could actually a really a train as a professional coach. I really felt uh, that i'm I'm ready, and I took uh it's like it's a one year training. it's like it's uh, pretty hard yeah? maybe not as hard as uh, what you did, it's like therapy, but it's it's an intensive training, and I'm very happy that I did it because it allows me to offer the the service to uh my uh clients and the people I work with in a very professional way. And I think that's
2: important. Even in a field that is not as highly regulated as therapy. Even more. Yeah.
0: Okay, great. uh, Anything else?
2: No, I think this is uh, wonderful.
0: Okay, well, that was perfect, Florian. Thank you so much for your time today.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to the Destiny Awakening Interviews. If you have a friend who would benefit, please share. And subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave a review. We really appreciate it. And remember, always use your power for good.